What's going on, IntelliGamers? Today is Monday, July 24th. You are listening to another edition of IntelliGame Radio. I'm your host, Josh Boykin, founder of IntelliGame.us. Hey folks, just a heads up that today we're going to be talking about some pretty serious themes, including suicide. So if you need to jump ahead a few segments, totally understandable, but do understand that we are going to be having some serious discussions today. Thanks. When people ask me about IntelliGame, and they ask me what it is, I tell them it's about the intersections between games and reality. It's about the virtual worlds that we virtually live in, and the real world that we can't escape from. A few days ago, Linkin Park lead Chester Bennington killed himself. Hung himself. And though Linkin Park was somewhat influential on my childhood, I listened to them a decent amount in high school and college, I've seen the ways that many of my friends have reacted to his passing. And it's reminded me about the gravity that we have when we become quote unquote influential. That when we can spread information to others, that we can change their lives. I've read so many places and heard from so many people about how Linkin Park, their lyrics, their honesty, their intensity may have saved their own lives. And so it feels odd, strange. I, I don't know the word to use, but the idea that someone can take so many actions to save so many other people's lives and still be in a place where they take their own. I haven't talked about this here on IntelliGame because it's been hard for me to find... it. The connections between this incident and games did not make themselves evidently apparent to me. And I feel... Um, a little out of place, a little remiss for not taking the time to really sit and think about this, to have a discussion about this sooner. In the meantime, a station that I really respect, Medicine Remixed, has spent a number of days talking about suicide, suicide awareness, prevention, the impact that Lincoln Park had on their lives as creators, uh, the, the stress of being doctors and the number of medical professionals who commit suicide every year. Um, I, I want to take a little bit to echo some of their segments, particularly from this past day, because I think they were really powerful. Um, from there, we'll get into a discussion about 
video games and how this connects, but if you only listen to a few segments today, I think that these are really important and I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to hear them. Uh, you've heard me echo Medicine Remixed in the past and uh, I really appreciate Dee and Reesh for doing this kind of work. So I'm going to go ahead and echo those segments and then we'll have a talk. To be really honest for a minute, I personally have dealt more with depression than suicidal thoughts. I felt really low, but I usually joke that I have too much ego to think about taking my own life. That doesn't mean that I haven't thought about it, though. And though there's a part of me that feels to a certain extent everybody has considered what it would be like to not be around at least once or twice, I'm not really sure that that's the case. I just know that that's a part of my life experience. But those are fleeting thoughts for me. And they were generally from when I was much younger. And I have friends for whom that is a more recent discussion. For whom those thoughts occur regularly. I have friends who have actually attempted suicide. And I think about the influence that we have on each other. The impact that it has when somebody takes the time to reach out when you've had a particularly bad day. Or even if you've had a particularly quote-unquote good day but are just still fighting that same battle that you've been fighting for days or weeks or months or years. It's so striking to me that somebody can create so many things, so many pieces of art that create these positive influences on other people's lives and yet create them from this place of, of darkness. And I think... A part of us understands or appreciates those pieces of art because we know where they come from. Because how do we, how can we create something when we don't understand its core? How can we address something in a meaningful way? How can we have discussions about hunger when we haven't been hungry? How can we have discussions about depression when we haven't been depressed? These next couple segments are going to be a little less organized than my usual segments. I'm trying really hard to just sort of be honest and shoot from the hip here. Um, and I want this first segment to be totally, <laughs> totally clean of the bullshit that the next segment is going to be. Because I don't want to shape an entire discussion around negativity. We have influence, each of us, as quote-unquote content creators, if we are 
bloggers or posting on social media or have an anchor station or any number of things we create we create work that reaches out and touches the lives of others and that is a power that goes both ways we have the power to reach out and to affect people's lives for the positive or to affect people's lives negatively in logic's song where the title of the song is the number to the suicide hotline and he says that the suicide hotline reported that thousands of people reached out and called the suicide hotline specifically and many specifically referenced his song as their their motivation the reason they made the call we have these opportunities all the time and and I think that they they hit us in smaller ways than we think we have these opportunities to save lives to positively influence others to make somebody's day brighter and sometimes we overlook situations and I wonder at what places paying a little bit more attention actually makes a huge difference almost a couple months ago now I was playing a round of overwatch with a random it was 1v1 and I'd lost the first couple of matches or the first couple of rounds and they asked me if I wanted a free win so long as I let them win the first one though now I can admit my warning senses kinda went up I didn't know if I was getting played somehow or getting scammed you know all those little weird gamer contexts on top of the don't trust strangers that we all got as kids so I said no that's okay thanks though we play another round I lose that round and they ask are you sure you don't want a free win cuz I guess <laughs> I was not doing particularly well and I say you know as much as I may need it I'd rather just get the playtime in so they say okay sorry and a couple minutes later I see personal question I'm suicidal what should I do and a couple seconds later please now again all of my all of my gamer senses are are weirded right now right I've never had somebody offer me a free win before and I'm we've been in that position right you're on the street and somebody asks you a question and you're like am I about to be scammed am I about to be held up am I about to be any number of things and it took me a second before I was like this is this is just a game overwatch is just a game but outside of the game we all have real lives we all have real shit we deal with and if for some reason this person has decided to reach out to a, a complete total stranger for something real and I pretend that that reality is a game I, I anyway and I've never been the kind of person to tell somebody it's a so I, I type I definitely I'd reach out to a suicide hotline definitely there are people who want to help and the response I get is thank you so much everyone tells me to kill myself you were really polite and I'm still 
I'm still not totally sure if I'm if I'm being set up. But I've played. I've played Overwatch. <laughs> I've played Halo. I've been gaming for a while. The idea that somebody could reach out to a stranger and say, I am suicidal, what should I do? The idea that they would get the response, well, you should go kill yourself, I'm, I'm not surprised. Because I think that a lot of folks out there are not processing that there's a world outside of the game that we're all interacting in, that we're all bringing our shit to. And I can qualify this entire story with I have no idea whether or not this person was having some sort of weird definition of fun at my expense or conducting a social experiment or anything. I have no idea. But all, all I could do was act based on the information that seemed right to me. So I say, that's a really terrible thing for someone to say, that whatever you're going through, it's worth talking out. You should definitely reach out for help. And I don't know if somebody's going to start calling me uh, any sort of slurs or whatever. And I hate that these are the things that were going through my head. But at the, at the end of it all, there's... If I was in a situation where somebody was legitimately asking me, perhaps is the last time that they were going to ask somebody before making what could have been the last decision of their life. I could not deal with the idea that I could be so wrapped up in a game that I could set somebody over the edge. So I'm sitting here at this point, not moving, just typing. And, and Overwatch says, I'm going to kick you if you remain inactive. And I get a message that says, I, I think I will now. I think I will reach out. You were really kind to me. Thank you so much. So I respond and give them the number for a suicide prevention hotline, 800-273-TALK. Now, I didn't know that suicide prevention number off the top of my head. I had to alt-tab out of the game and type it into a search engine. But for me, I started thinking... What if this person isn't, is, is on the edge, is not going to take the extra steps? If I say, call somebody, and they're like, who do I call? Nobody cares, right? Like, I, so I, I left the game and typed in suicide prevention hotline, which I'm sure is now making Google think some type of way about me, but found the number. It's actually tied to a Twitter account. And said, this is, this is the number. Call this number. And that's a U.S. number, but there are others like it if you're in other areas. And they say, I'll always remember you and what you did for me. And then they say, you are a hero. And I, I again, I'm not sure, but I say, I just know that I've been in places where I needed help before, too. They said, you might have just saved my life. And just reading, because I, I took a screenshot, because you never know. But reading that, it's just, it's just like 
Logic said on that clip. Like, I don't know, people say, like, oh, you might have saved my life with whatever, and, and you're just like, oh, okay, like, that's, that's great. But there's this, there's this part of me that in the back of my head is like, what if, what if you did? What if this person that you randomly got matched with in Overwatch who has no idea who you are or what you write or what you look like or what you've been through just randomly cast a net out and was like, maybe, maybe this one. And I don't know, maybe, maybe they said it thinking this one's going to tell me to kill myself, so I'm just going to do it. This could all be stuff that I'm making up in my head. And this could be somebody on the other side of the world who is just like, I'm just going to type some shit into a computer. But it changed my life to go through that experience, to remember the connective power of the internet and games and the ways that we can reach out and change other people's lives. We don't have to be artists to be role models. We don't have to be influencers or YouTube celebrities. We just have to treat the world around us with a degree of seriousness and integrity and sincerity. Because these kinds of situations pop up all over the place. I can, I can almost guarantee it. I do not think this is an isolated situation. And I can think of, I, I can only think of how many people out there would have said, yeah, go fucking kill yourself. I can't, I, I cannot deal with that attitude. It's not something we should tolerate in gaming culture. And it's not something we should tolerate in culture as a whole. But the idea that I automatically am, am desensitized or somehow hardened in gaming, in multiplayer gaming, because I, I understand these, these stereotypical attitudes that we expect from people in these spaces to be toxic. And then to have these discussions about, oh, well, that's the statement people like to use, boys will be boys, as if it's only boys in these spaces. As if it's okay to, oh, you're a teenager, oh, you just didn't think about it. Like, that's, those are not excuses. And I know that I should be a, approaching this conversation with a stronger tone of love. Because I feel like chastising and harassment is not going to convince folks to get their act together. But maybe just understanding that there are real people out there. That maybe, maybe I was about to get played, but like, isn't it worth my ego? Isn't it worth a little bit of pride to potentially help somebody? That was the decision I had to make. So I'm encouraging folks to make that same decision, to have that consciousness, particularly in online spaces. Because anonymity enables us to do things that we might never do to somebody if we were face-to-face. -face. But we have to remember that there are people on the other side of these computers that becoming hardened to the space that we exist in and game in 
and frag each other in, in a, on a regular basis, saying any number of things that we might not say in polite company. That sometimes the people on the other side of that screen, on the other side of that mic, are going through something real. That even the trolls, sometimes perhaps especially the trolls, are reaching out to try and do damage to people because they're hurting themselves. And though that doesn't excuse their conduct, it doesn't give us an opportunity or a reason to drop down to their level. I, I, I can't pretend that I know all the answers or that I've gotten it right every time. But regardless of what happened with that Overwatch situation, I'm thankful that it happened to me because it gave me a better understanding of what I need to put into the world. And I'm sorry if that is happening to that other person that they had to go through that, but there's also a part of me that's really thankful that they got matched with me in that 1v1 instead of somebody else who might have pushed them over the edge. And I strongly believe that so many of us can be that one to pull somebody back from the edge instead of giving them that nudge, instead of giving them that push. We have capabilities to help our friends, our families, those we're connected to in social media and on Anchor. And this has been such an amazing platform to hear all these people share their stories about what's important to them in their lives and the music they care about and the, the small interactions that remind me just how beautiful the internet is, right? It's also a, a dumpster fire, but it's... I mean, that's, that's the world, too. And that's why we have to focus on the parts that are beautiful, that we have to, we have to cultivate the gardens, we have to, to do the work to make the world more beautiful. There's still some dumpster fire out there. And we're about to have a talk about dumpster fire. So, um, again, I wanted this to be a complete discussion without mention of dumpster fire. So, my, my big takeaway is, like, remember the influence that you have on others and on yourself. My friend Katie Lane, always, when, we, when we finish talking to each other, she says, be good to yourself. And part of it is because I think she knows me personally and knows my penchant for beating up on myself. But I think it's important. The way that we, the way that we speak to ourselves is critical. The way that we treat ourselves can help us treat others in a better way if we are treating ourselves in a better way. Sometimes I think that's the hardest part. And I'm sorry this is a little rambly, but I, I hope that it means something out there. So um, anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's take a second to breathe. And then let's get into um, irresponsibility on the internet. The influence of influence hit me as I listened to Medicine Remixed and heard the, this track by Logic and was processing the ways that Linkin Park and Logic and all of these different artists use their influence because they realize the power it has 
to change people's lives and then decide to use that power to change their lives for the better. And as I'm thinking about that and processing that, I'm scrolling through Twitter and a friend of mine posts a retweet that calls out PewDiePie for, for posting legitimate like alt-right propaganda symbols in his video. That there's a Pepe the Frog that's painted in this game and there's a, a little drop of the, the Kekistan flag, whatever. I Was it a few months ago that we had the discussion about PewDiePie paying some what seemed to be poor brown folks to hold up a sign that said, kill all Jews? Was that just a few months ago? And his response was that the media wasn't giving him a fair shake, didn't really understand him, that he was a young comedian who didn't understand the power of his influence, or didn't he was just testing out the bounds of comedy and that we all need to just live, let it go? I'm summarizing that argument a little bit. But we have had any number of times this discussion that equivocates to this boys will be boys, the internet will be internet, shitty people will be shitty mentality. And in the meantime, we let people <laughs> who have influence over millions, this video, by the time I watched it, had over three million views. Three million people who took the time to watch this video. And all his recommendeds had two and three million views as well. If he's not the most powerful person on YouTube, he's gotta be up there. And this is somebody who is using their influence for what? Pepe the Frog? Kekistan? I mean, these... The, <laughs> at what point do you then make the decision, oh, well, I just... No, I'm just an entertainer. No, I just post these things. I can't tell whether it would be worse for him to be legitimately espousing these beliefs or to be pretending that his espousal of these beliefs or, or introduction of these symbols into his videos have no effect, that they're not important, that he's just shitposting, that he's just making fun, that it's just the internet is the internet. Because there are folks out there who are actually buying this stuff. Here in Portland, just not but a few months ago, we had people stabbed on a train by a person who, who we have said it declared is mentally ill, but in no, no short form was influenced by the rhetoric of this, this alt-right white nationalist movement. Hey, regardless of whether or not all these people showed up and they said, oh, well, we disavowed him and we didn't let him into our meetings because he was whatever. But he was listening to your to that rhetoric. That was what convinced him to slander and harass two black women sitting on a train, one of which Muslim. And then when three people got involved to intervene, two of them died. Two of them were stabbed and died. As a result of this, this is the, this is power. This is influence. This is what these discussions lead to, regardless of whether or not we think they are serious or we think that the, there are people out there who can take 
those symbols and interpret them with tragic consequences. So I get really upset with a giant gaming figure in particular is reinforcing a toxic, bitter culture. Because games are my space, and I'm, I'm not okay with this. I suppose this is when some folks come in and say, but what about free speech? But what about individual liberties? What about quelling the, the discourse and free thought and discussion and... Why does it seem that free thought and discussion and free speech revolve around people doing shitty things to hurt people? What is it about discourse that becomes suddenly useless if somebody has not reached out and targeted somebody for their ethnicity, for their gender? For their sexuality. Well, if we don't, if we don't have those things in the discussion, well, then it's not a discussion at all. How does how have we not established a base a, a baseline of respecting others in our discourse? That the initial playing field for having discussion is that people are safe and respected. Oh. I understand there's a little bit of contention in that theory, but I, I don't understand how in a world where all it takes is a few movements of thumbs and the tapping of an enter key or a send button to change the world, where we have a, a president of the United States who has shifted the stock market with a tweet. Where, how can we not then say we have an exceptional amount of power and need to have real discussions about what that power means? Because it did used to be that you would have to play through ch control channels. You'd have to get published. You'd have to get your deal signed. You'd have to go to school and get a degree and whatever. And there are so many benefits that we that we reap in a decentralized society where like in in games the indie renaissance has been amazing because we can get games that don't rely on AAA publishers making investments on them. We have independent developers who use their own tools and their own time to make like Dream Daddy, or Yonder, or Undertale, or Firewatch, any number of games that are so successful and touching and change people's lives because we don't have to rely on some large-scale group saying, well, how am I going to make sure that I make a profit on this? This is not bashing the decentralization of media or power in the media. It is an understanding that we as individuals now carry that power that used to be centralized in those houses that had some sort of ideas of what they considered responsibility and now we carry that responsibility alongside the power we took. And if we cannot acknowledge that, if we cannot understand that when we make art, that when we 
share comments, that when we talk to people, we are exercising power, then, then it cannot be surprising that we are where we are. And that somebody can say, oh, well, I was just saying kill all Jews to be funny and get millions of views. Now, given YouTube suffered a bit as a result of this controversy, they lost some advertisers, they had to shift their, their revenue system, they, there were tweaks, right? But the dude's still there. He's still going strong. These conversations, these people, these ideas are still swimming out there in the ether, in the space of the internet. And if we want to bring positivity, to bring light, to help save lives, instead of perhaps adding to the forces that could take them, we, we, have, we have to get out there. We have to understand the discussions that we're having and we have to, to enter into them saying, oh, maybe this is, maybe Overwatch is a game, but this discussion I'm having is not. Understanding that nuance is going to be key to getting us through these kinds of situations. So it's probably time to take a break because I've gotten a little ranty. But I hope that even though this discussion has not been as organized as some of the other things that we've talked about here on Intelligame Radio, I hope that it still makes a difference. For those of you who are going through something right now, um, my hope, if there's one takeaway from any of this, it's that if you are going through something and you are considering hurting yourself or taking your own life, please, please seek out help. There are, there are literally people sitting by phones 24 hours a day waiting for you to call or text or tweet. There are, there are seriously so many resources out there, people who legitimately are investing their time in, in being there for you. You are important. The effect that you have on others is important. I may not even know you personally, and I think you are important. So please, take that time, make that phone call, have that discussion. My DMs on Twitter are open if you need to, if you need to talk to me to take that first step. I, I am, so my, my Twitter handle is Wallstormer, and, and you can hit me there. But please, understand that this is important. You are important. And the influences that we have on others are important. I hope that for those who are struggling with the memory of, of people who have passed, particularly to suicide or depression, um, my heart goes out to you as well. And I hope that we can find ways to shed light, to help save lives, to reach out to others in the future. We'll have more Game of the Day discussions and whatnot here on Intelligame Radio later. Uh, but for now, I think we're just going to go ahead and take a break and maybe get some sunlight.